You're ready again for another week as we build up to Real Madrid versus PSG in a game messy better scoring. After another weekend where he didn't score, Stefan, what's going on? Good man, just here sipping a nice iced coffee. Uh, getting, getting ready to start the week, you know. Busy week ahead. Big football. And for those that don't know, my name is David Lawson, the one alongside Stefan Hosen. Stefan, before we get into anything related to PSG Real Madrid, you and I were talking about Scott. Um, Scott the boss. <laughs> Scott the passing wizard. Manchester United genius. Scott McTominay, what a talent. You what were talking about this post-game rant. What were you telling me? No, I just found it quite funny that he, after the game, stood in front of the media very bravely decided to chastise everyone for not being able to make simple passes. He, he spoke about how when they get to the final third, everyone wants to be elaborate and try fancy things instead of making simple passes and how they can't string together 10 passes in the midfield. And my only reaction to that is, who are you to speak about the inability to make simple passes in midfield or simple passes? Scott McTominay, honestly, after this for a couple of years, might be one of the worst midfielders I've seen for Manchester United to consistently get game. I'm not talking about those guys that come in once or twice, look out, look objectively poor and get get thrown out. These guys played so much for Manchester United, and I still don't see why. Well, if his name was N'Golo Kante, he would have been given a lot of praise. He had seven tackles yesterday, um, so you know stuff like that. Two interceptions, four clearances. These are those are the sorts of numbers that people tell me makes makes a great great midfielder. Here, what if you are playing in a game where at some point of the game you have eight possession, you should be having seven tackles. You should be doing everything to win by that ball when you're when you for a fifty meter of eight percent possession. Yeah. It's- Honestly, I thought yesterday was one of the first times we started to see what people were saying about Fred. Because I normally used to always kind of defend Fred because I thought he was a bit better than the critics had shouted. But yesterday, Fred was a total disaster against Manchester City. Well, I mean, everything about... My, I, think, I think most things about Manchester United were a total disaster. Uh, Ragnick seemed like he wanted to, make, to stretch the game, make it go end-to-end. But that quickly resulted in two two midfielders who, for the most part, should, let, let's be nice, they should not be starting for Manchester United against Man City for sure. It exposed them even there was so much space and Man City midfield just toyed with them. It was it was terrible to watch. Man, and I'm I'm here watching TV and I'm seeing a Twix app and they're just snapping it and that is one Basaka's defense. He's just, he's just snapping everywhere. They're just easily breaking him down like a Twix chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I only have five cents on the dollar left of, of, of stock based on one Basaka. Um, that I'm ready to cash it. I'm almost ready to cash it. Oh, man, I, I never bought that stock, and I'm glad I didn't because that guy didn't make any sense. signed for the money that he came in for. Um, he hasn't justified it. Uh, I feel bad for him because he's going to probably leave Manchester United as a symbol of failure. But yeah, he's just, he's just not cut out for this level. 
He'll be all right. He's he, he'll find a new club. A level no, for sure. I had this debate with Manchester United fans yesterday, and I said, you know, for the more you have to get rid of Wan Bissaka. I said at this point in time, as much as I think United fans have scapegoated Harry Maguire again, terrible. But I think they made him a scapegoat. I think he should leave as well. The reaction from the fans were, no one's going to buy him. No one's going to buy him. I'm just like, are you stupid? Come on. These are footballers. There's always going to be a club that thinks that they're smarter than your club that can try and eke out some bit of quality. You'll find teams that will come in for, Ma- for Maguire, for Juan Bissaka, for Van der Beek, everybody filled with. Yeah, Crystal Palace or Watford would buy, would, would buy Juan Bissaka. And speaking of Watford, um, and the great Roy Hudson, they lost 3-2 to Arsenal. Uh, shout out to Arsenal. And you, we are, you and I were talking about if Arsenal are unable to get top four, if they should fire their manager. Like, is it yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, shout out to Arsenal for getting the win yesterday. Personally, I thought Arsenal was terrible yesterday. As one of the, the worst games I've seen them play recently. Organizationally, they were all over the place. Um, I saw praising Partey and Xhaka yesterday, which was weird because I thought they had probably their poorest game together in a while. They made Momo Sosoko look like a um, footballer. Your favorite player there, Sosoko. Um, and yet, no, they got the win, though, which is important. It's three more points. They're closer to top four. They're fourth now with three games in hand on Manchester United. And a lot of the talk now is whether Arteta deserves a new contract. That rumors have come out that this, the talks have started. But I see a lot of people saying that if Arsenal don't get top four, they should fire him. To me, that's madness. Well, it, I never understand why clubs want to sign managers before the job is done. Like... When, when he gets top four, give him the new new deal. If he doesn't get top four, I wouldn't fire him, but I wouldn't give him a new deal. He's up one point on United, um, and they've played three less games. Yeah. Right? They should be able to they should be able to hold it. I did I couldn't have I couldn't have imagined United being on such a bad run. Like United, so many draws. And I, I felt like it would have come down to Arsenal versus Manchester United that game. Like whoever won that game would get fourth. Yeah. Um. Is that's good going away from United at the moment? United soups really, really struggling for any form of cohesion. Um. They play Tottenham this Saturday. Arsenal play Leicester. I fully expect Arsenal to win that game. And Manchester United, who knows? Like really and truly, who knows? And that's and that's where I think people are like. This is a chance for Arsenal to get back in the top four because <laughs> next year United will spend some more money, likely be a bit more cohesive, and Arsenal will they have the same opportunity they have this year? Yeah, no, I I don't necessarily agree that they should wait until they get top four to sign on a contract. I think Arteta's done a good job regardless of which. I think they should extend the contract and they should keep moving in this direction. Um, it's always been a long-term plan. I don't think it should come down if Arsenal come top four. Personally, I still don't necessarily have Arsenal coming top four because I just don't think their squad is good enough. I think they're going to have problematic um, results coming up. They really escaped with three points yesterday. Big three points perhaps, but we'll see where it goes from there. But no, I've never been one to decide on whether a manager should be sacked if they come fourth or fifth. That doesn't make sense. Arsenal, if you had set the start of the season, will come to four, everyone would have said no. 
impossible. So the fact that, yeah, they might capitalize on bad performances from other teams to actually sneak in there, that should not be the be-all, end-all in your decision for continue moving forward with your plan. And here's the thing for me. If Arsenal do come top four, let's say magically they do come top four, because they're in a strong position right now, what I would hope for Arsenal is to not fall into that same that Manchester United got last year. A lot of people always say the table doesn't lie. And I keep telling you, I'm telling other people, the table lies all the time. Manchester United was not the second best team in the Premier League last year. They finished second. Those are two different things. If Arsenal come fourth this year, they're not the fourth best team. It means they're finished fourth. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Don't try and jump too, too many steps before you actually make the right decision. Ah, I don't fully agree with that. I thought Manchester United were the second best team last year because they were the best team over the entire season. Were they the best? Were they the second best team by the end of the season? I don't think so. Chelsea were obviously better than them. Um, Liverpool had a bunch of injuries, so but yeah, Liverpool, you can't really hold that against Manchester United in terms of I know you're not saying you're holding it against them, but based on the teams that played last year. I thought Manchester United was the second best team over the course of the season. Um, do I think I think Arsenal? I watch Arsenal week in week out now. I, I quite like them. I like the look of Lacazette. He looks more of a complete striker. He's playing playing within himself in terms of for the team. Um, got two more assists on the weekend. Saka looks absolutely fantastic. Oh, and shout out to Jaden Sancho scoring that fantastic goal. Yes, he missed a good chance, but whatever. Happy that he scored that goal. That made my weekend. Um, but yeah, Saka playing really well. Uh, overall, I, I just I like the look of the entire Arsenal team. And I do think that they're the fourth best team um, in the league. Uh, because do I think they have the fourth best squad? No, I think United have a better squad than them. But unfortunately, United aren't playing cohesive enough. Like, it's, it's those mismatch parts. And United are just dragging themselves along, just dragging along until the end of the season, while Arsenal just keep keep on improving. The last since the Burnley draw, they they beat one four to four. Wolves. Yeah, they beat Wolves, beat Brentford two one, they beat Wolverhampton two one, and they won three two. They are getting the results, whereas Manchester United are unable. Watford nil nil. Yeah, they are getting. They're, you know, losing obviously to Manchester City. That's a game you expect to lose. They beat Leeds, but Leeds is a disaster. They beat Brighton 2-0. Two, two they they drew with Southampton one all a game they should have won. They and they also drew with Burnley. Like that's a testament. Whereas the teamwork and the chemistry of Arsenal are just there. So I would say Arsenal the fourth best team right now. I I and the reason why I want to base that off of is if Arsenal and Manchester United are playing next week, I would pick Arsenal to win. Like, I really would. Here's my thing, though. When, when United finished second last year, that immediately turned, turned the fans' heads into saying, next year we should be challenging for the title. And I remember at the start of the season, I told you, I had United coming fourth based on their squad, based on the signings, based on everything else in regards to other teams. I thought come back. I thought Chelsea ended the season better than United. So I, I had them fourth at best. And then Ronaldo signed and I said, I still have them fourth at best. It's a similar situation for Arsenal. Arsenal come fourth. I don't want to see the Arsenal fans saying, we're fourth now. We need to go out there and spend some money and put together a team that 
can challenge for the EPL title next year. If Arsenal come fourth this year, the aim for them next year should be let's consolidate in fourth. Let's try and get that again. Because again, other teams are going to figure things out. They're going to come back stronger. You're going to have more than one competition next year. You won't be just focusing on the league and the cups when the so you're going to search your resources. You won't have enough time on the trading pitch, etc. So you should you should effectively expect a drop off. So you have to adjust your expectations overall. I don't want to see Arsenal make the same mistake as United and overreach before they're actually ready for it. Well, all right. You, you said a lot there. You said a whole bunch of lot there. Right. Sensible. Sensible. The, I'm not, not saying it's not sensible. I'm just saying you said, you said a lot. But I'm just going to somewhat disagree in my assessment of what you just said. In terms right. of when I look at Arsenal, right? You look at who Arsenal have, right? Saka is a young player, should be better next season, right? Oligard should be better next season. Martinelli should be better next season. Smith Rowe should be better next season, right? Yep. Partey has played better since he's come back from the African Nations Cup. Shout, shout, out, right? to Par- shout out to Partey. You know Matt is biggest fan, and I think yeah, he's actually... I, I've been, neither am I, and I've been giving credit. Party looks like a solid 7 out of 10 football player. Yeah, if people started good. to call him world-class and all of that, then I'm just going no. to have to bring him back down to size. And then I'm yes. going to have to actually analyze him. And then people will call me racist and prejudiced <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And this Let's not get into that part Yeah. He looks like a 7 out of 10 football player, which yeah. is a very good football player, right? Yes. Not just another EPL guy. Good to very good player, right? You look at their entire team. If Arsenal comes forth this year, right? They have an asset in Pepe, which they which they can sell, right? They have to sell, yes. Which they can sell. And uh, they don't have enough on their squad debt. But Arsenal, if they spend some money, they get it right on the margins, right? They should have enough to compete again next year for that fourth and try and push on a bit. Like if Arsenal were to sign players like how Liverpool are, to, are, are signing players, like Diaz, for example. Like, yep. if they start signing players like that and getting it right on the margins, then you have to expect Arsenal to do better. I don't think you can just be like, don't go out there and spend and whatever. I do think they need to go out there and spend, but they need to go out there and spend with, with caution in terms of look at, what, look at the Liverpool model, look at where they can find very good players without the heavy wages, like what Liverpool have done. Mm-hmm. Because no. just like how Liverpool had that base, where they had Jordan Anderson, they had Milner, etc., right? And then they just slowly but surely brought in players little by little. That's what they have to do. And I think that if Arsenal do that, they will, they will get there. No, Secondly, I, I think... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sure. I was going to talk about Manchester United. So about what you said about United. Oh no! What I'm saying, I do think Arsenal will find themselves in a strong position this summer. Regardless of if they come fourth or yes, if they come fourth, it frees up a little bit more money, a bit more of an attractive destination, and they need to spend wisely, getting the right signings. Uh, I liked what Arteta said the other day when they when they spoke about the fact that they let Obama Young go, and they said pretty much we didn't want to, we didn't bring anybody. Because we want to bring the right profile. They were super into Vlahovic, who joined Juventus. I think he would have been a game changer for them. That's the type of sign target. Those young attacking, those young 
players with a lot of potential that you know are going to get better in the future. But my point still will remain fourth or fifth, whatever Arsenal this summer. That's not the deciding factor on whether Arteta should get a new fourth or fifth. I think they're in a strong position regardless. I think he's coached them very well and they have a young team that clearly are following the path that he's playing out. And the second point to I, that is... Even I, I, need to check, I, want, I need to check their position at the end of this month. But the last yeah. time I spoke about Arsenal, they were 50-50 basically. And I said to people, and I said on a podcast, I don't know if it was relayed properly, was Arteta was playing away no matter the game, no matter the opponent he was playing a way that Arsenal would be confident that in any game they can play a certain way. And because they were playing in a way it would allow certain teams to yeah. also get some of the ball because it was a bit more open, right? But yeah. it was building confidence within the team and it allowed them to express themselves. At, and at certain times, they weren't ready for it, so they would make mistakes, right? Yeah. And then other times, it would look very, very good. So it was very 50-50 position-wise. Even in a game yesterday where they weren't as good, granted it was against Watford, they still had they had 57% possession, right? Um, yeah. What I would suggest, though, is that the reason why I said if I am Arsenal, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I wouldn't give Arteta a contract for coming fifth, right? Mm-hmm. I, would, I just give him a new contract. Um, he, I'm just that's just me. If I was spending the money. Right, yes. and I think Arteta's a lot of credit because remember the start of the season within a month, people were saying Arteta was basically one game away from being fired. He was yes. on that whole cycle if he didn't beat Tottenham, right? Yes. So you look at you look at what Arsenal has done. If Arsenal can get into the Champions League, do you think that they need to sell Pepe? Do you think, think that they, they will? Because they, they need have to sell afford to keep him. Another year. I think they need to sell Pepe if they come fourth or fifth. It doesn't matter. They should. But do you think about going into the Champions League, right? You're going into the Champions League to at least get advanced the next round. Do you think having Pepe on the bench, having him as a versatile squad player, is beneficiary for them going forward? Because if you go to the Champions League, you have, a no, bit, you have, games, you have more meaningful games. And you have a bit more income to play with that you can no, keep the price um no. like Pepe. No, I don't. I think if you go into the Champions League, you get rid of Pepe. Regardless. I think the only player that might stay if they get Champions League is Lacazette. Yeah, definitely. I don't yeah, I, I don't see them yeah, I don't think that it's a Lacazette. Because I, think it's a, I, strikers, I do think young central strikers have really shown yeah. much. No, I wouldn't I so if they don't get Champions League, they get rid of Lacazette. But I think if they get Champions League, I get, as he said, more money is freed up. I think they give him a little one two year extension. But Pepe, I think he goes regardless. Uh, Arteta has been very, uh, very nice in the media the last couple of weeks, but I don't think he has much at Arsenal. He's also playing on, on, in Saka's position, and Saka is their superstar. So why would he want to stay? He needs to go. Injuries, you, want, you don't want to be caught out. You want to have a player with experience. He does no, have the ability should, to dribble. I think they should. No, I think they should. Say, once a month, he can win you a game. Uh, he doesn't win them a game like once a month. In a he game doesn't... in the Champions League where you're playing against maybe a, a team from France or a team from the Holland, Netherlands, sorry, he he can look good in that game. No, I think, they, I think they sign another player. I think they sign another white player. I think they get rid of Pepe and sign another 
Oh, time flies so quickly, man. I remember that first Pepe game where the, the excitement was just so rampant. And I'll always remember, he, he did a beautiful move and he broke down a player coming from midfield. And all of a sudden, he just stopped because a player tackled him and he just pulled out his shirt and he just was like, oh, and he threw up his hands. I was like, wait, what the hell are you? I was like, wait, what? And then later in the game, he did something similar. And, and uh, that, that, that spoke to me, that spoke volumes about his, his mental limitations, that he's a type of player that has incredible ball skill, but he doesn't seem like he has any understanding of how to use that, how to impact the game. Because if you are going to just dribble and a guy just takes the ball from you, you're just going to just stop and you do it again. And then I noticed it over the period of time that he, he's mentally fragile. He's easily broken. But... Yeah. Saying that he does have a skill set that, that that is hard for me to quit, and that's why if I was Arsenal, I'd be like, just give him one, even half a year, half a year in the Champions League, half a year. Yeah, yeah I, I know it's contradictory, but I do, yeah. I do like Pepe's um skill set, but I just don't think he, I just don't think that he's a particularly smart football player. No, no, he's he's done. Get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, lastly, at Pepe, you know, people used to say. Theo Walcott wasn't a smart, didn't have a football brain, right? Yeah. I used to always hit back at that. I just said, I don't think, I think Theo has a good footballing brain. I just think he hasn't evolved his skill set. He didn't have the ability to evolve his skill set. If yeah. Theo Walcott had Pepe's ball skill, Theo Walcott would have been a world-class football player. Yeah. Pepe's better. Walcott is better than for sure. And no, thing I'm talking about skill set. If he just had Pepe's Ball skill ability to go with whatever he had. Yeah. His brain in Pepe's body. Walcott yeah, no. would have been real class. But what, I'm, what I'm saying is Walcott as what he is, is better than Pepe. That's for sure. So if you gave him Pepe's additional skills, sure, you'd have been a much better player. The thing oh, with no, Walcott, I'm just talking about switching brain. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm not sure, talking sure. about adding, adding anything. I just talking about switching brain. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of the. Is just just not an intelligent. Just a mentally weak football player. But yeah, the thing with, I I never understood the claims of Walker not having a football brain. We thought he did. My thing with what I was my thing with what I always said that he reminded me a lot of Freddie Lund. And if he had played in those Arsenal teams, he would have been regarded a lot higher. He already outscored him. He reminds me of Michael Owen. Um, but but he came along at a time where that, that position, that size player couldn't couldn't make it in as a central striker. And lastly, you said about Manchester United. I won't lie. When Manchester United went out and made all of those buys and got Jaden Sancho in, I, I just bought into the names. I really did. I, I, I know you did. I know you did. I, 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 and I still believe that if this team was properly coached, you're crazy from the summer till now. They would be battling for at least second. Nah. They'd be battling, but battling with nah. Chelsea for second. Nah, not at all. Not at well, all. I, I told you, so it, it started with Varin. When Varin came in, I remember saying, I remember I said it on Twitter. I said, Varin was a very interesting side. And people were like, what is that? And I said, in all honesty, you've watched Varin for the last couple of years. You should not be championing this side as some kind of world class. To solidify the defense, he's not. A, there's, there's a reason Real Madrid was to sell him. People were talking about, oh my, what great business that Manchester United were able to get him for so cheap. 
yeah, he had one year left in his contract, but when Madrid went into the summer, they said, we want 80 million. And everyone who was interested said, no way. <laughs> he, he yes, worse I, remember those, I remember at the start, people were talking about Man United getting Varane for so little and, Man, and Arsenal having to pay so much. Yeah, and, why. and then that, there, and was that a, was a there was a thing. I used to always be like, why don't we put some context to it that yeah. one player has a year left, one player has yeah, team, It has none to do with that. We'll, let's not even get into the comparison here. I just know that at the start of the campaign, at the end of the season, when Real Madrid were, talk, were putting up their valuation. Let's remember, Varane wanted to stay at Real Madrid. He went to them and said, I want X amount of money. And Madrid pretty much said to him, there's no way we're paying you this. And that has been going on since 2018. He signed his last contract with Real Madrid in 2017 before the World Cup. He had a great year. Came back from the World Cup and wanted absurd money. They said no. The next year, he played worse. They said no again. <laughs> the next year, he played worse. It was pretty bad. You're so he, he he's been going he's been going down since then and while asking for money and Madrid have consistently knocked him back to the point that this summer they said we will extend you for this but the, also with that remember they signed Alaba early early doors mm-hmm. Varane was going to bench for Real Madrid this year let's let's make that <laughs> he was going to bench for them he was not going to start the season as their number one centre back Militao ended the season better than him last year and. It, that's why I said it was an interesting setting because I didn't think it was a guy who was necessarily primed to dominate. And then when you thought about how people were describing him as a technical defender who can pass the ball, that's not Varane at all. <laughs> so it was interesting. Sancho I thought was a good start, but once they put Ronaldo on that, I just said, there's no plan here. Man United don't. They signed Ronaldo to not go to um, Manchester City. And I still 100% do not believe that was ever on the cards. That was some paper talk. There's no way City was... I don't believe yeah. that. Well, my... You know, it's funny, you know. It's funny. I, I bought into the names mainly because I wanted to buy into names. Like, I wanted to believe Shaw would have a, a back-to-back great seasons. I wanted to believe that Wamba Saka was as good as people told me he was. I wanted to believe that Rashford would come back from the injury and play well. I wanted to believe that Sancho was England's Lionel Messi. I wanted <laughs> to believe all of these things. But when Ronaldo came, I remember I had like, because I'm not a huge Ronaldo fan, not even a Ronaldo fan at all. I was able to kind of have a moment of clarity. And I remember at a bar, been watching him play and I remember saying to people you're going to sit you're going to remember this day at the end of the season you're going to be like Ronaldo came he scored some goals but he made the team worse and he's and they were like no no and I remember saying that and and then I remember talking to you and I said but that was completely different than what I said the week before so it was almost like a moment of clarity I had I just was watching him play um yeah Anyway, moving on. Yep, just, moving on. Just lastly, though, I want to get to the big Champions League game, uh, Real Madrid versus PSG. You know, Lionel Messi still didn't score over the weekend. Someone keeps pointing that out. That I don't point out when he, when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, score goals, add stats. This is a game I need Lionel Messi to play well in, right? But looking at it, though, looking at these two teams, going into the, going into the game at... In Madrid, PSG hold a 1-0 win, 1-0 lead. Uh, 
I do think that Real Madrid have the better squad, whereas, you know, PSG has the front three. So who wins all for you? Uh, PSG are odd one. I just said I think Real Madrid have the better squad. I agree with that. Uh, the better front three is definitely PSG. The thing with PSG is they seem to raise their game a little bit more against the better teams. They actually surprised me too much in the first leg. I thought Madrid would have been um, a bit more of a contest, but they, they dominated the ball. I don't know if that was solely down to Ancelotti's tactics, but Real Madrid really were running around the place in the first leg. If it happens like that again, um, game over for sure. I'm leaning towards PSG right now because I think they're the, the front that's going to have to that's going to be able to counter them. Have to go for the game, so there's going to be space. Uh, I'm hoping that Verratti comes through, have a monster performance, and if that if all goes well, PSG will win. Well, I asked you about come. Um, I think the key player for Real Madrid, who's likely to start, is Kamavinga, um, defensive midfielder from France. What do you think? Going up against Verratti, that's the key matchup. He and by will definitely... for me, who's going to play better because they're not going to come head to head. But I think who plays better. Verratti can finally have a really good Champions League game in a game that matters. This should be PSG's game. You actually think he's going to start? Well, that's the rumors. That's the... It's hard to predict these games because we don't know who's starting. But I'm looking at the probable lineups. He's expected to start. He's expected to start. And I mean, I haven't heard anything. Uh, but I th- actually, no, I think Cruz might, I think he might be injured. So he probably will start. Camavinga had a, a bit more. Uh, yeah, Casemiro is out. Casemiro okay. is out because he's suspended, right? And Cruz is out because of injury. And I think, and this young player has, he's 19 years of age and everybody's going on and on and on about him, right? <laughs> now he's, he, he's been highly rated for a number of years. Came onto the scene. But um, what I will say is that in the first leg, I thought the problem for Real Madrid with the, I don't want to say the golden oldies, but the older midfield, Cruz doesn't, he's not as mobile as he used to be, neither is Luka Madrid. So that kind of played into the PSG. Camavinga had more dynamic ability in that. Um, very good on the ball, a good shot on him as well. Can go up and down the pitch. So that's going to be a change um, of the game for, for Real Madrid. Do I necessarily have him being able to outperform Verratti? I want to say Verratti has dropped some stinkers in the Champions League. Um, not over the last couple of years. Many, many. He's dropped, he's dropped something. Man, he could have dropped one against England in the finals. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. Come on. He couldn't have given that. No, he couldn't Come give on. you that. But no, yeah, that's going to be... That's, that's just based on the fact that the midfield for Real Madrid is going to be changed and it was such a problem in the... That is that is probably where the game is going to be one of them. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he copes with that. Uh Hakimi hasn't been good this year, but he he's he's he he's, he has to play well for PSG. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Hakimi, and I see a lot of people a lot of people use Hakimi as a knock against Real Madrid based on his performances for Inter Milan. But Hakimi is a player that I've, I've never thought he's good in a back four. It's never looked good in a back four for me. And I think that's the problem with Real Madrid. They always said that in a back four, he isn't able to get as far as far forward as he is, as he did for Inter Milan when they play with a back four. So there's the problem right there. He's starting deeper, he has more defensive responsibility, takes away from his natural game. 
So that's the problem. So when people bring up, oh, why did Real Madrid be such a great player and for Real Madrid? I don't think it was ever like for like, and I don't think he necessarily made sense for them. Yeah, it's hard to predict this game, but this is this is a game I think everyone will will watch because the big it's a big Champions League game of this round. You have two of the five best teams in Europe, likely winners of Spain, likely winners of France, and we know the names. And, and yeah. I think that this side PSG and PSG dare not lose. Dear yeah, not I think lose. I did say that I think the game might be awarded. We'll probably be one in midfield, but really and surely the, the guy who should decide this tie, who is the highlight reel of this tie, who will likely will be for another side next year, who's in this tie is Kylian Mbappe. I think okay. Kylian Mbappe, this is the game where he has to stamp his authority and say, you know what? I am the premier center forward of the world right now. And I think that I think that is starting to come to fruition. So a lot of people, um, a lot of people talking about him going. Much it is, and he's likely going to go there and play on the right wing. I don't think that's the case. I think if he goes over there, we're going to start seeing Benzema plays out. Probably playing a little bit deeper for for Mbappe in a similar way to how Ronaldo did. But yeah, this is this is coronation time for Mbappe. Junior, who I call him Junior, Junior last. Year. Remember, I kept calling him Junior in a arm. Um, oh, disrespectful! Disrespectful way. That's very disrespectful. <laughs> and he did play well against in the first leg. He did play well against my my, my player Trent Becks when they played against Liverpool. Second leg, Trent Becks was better than him, but the first leg he did play better than Trent Becks. Um, yeah. but and that's Trent Alexander for people who don't know. Uh, but this season, having a good season, 13 goals, six assists, just the basic stats. But overall, just playing, it's complete, just looks like a complete football player. Um, dribbling is still there. Uh, definitely outside of Neymar, is there a better Brazilian player? Probably not right now. And I, and I told you this early in the season, we discussed, I think it's just fine to come together with him. Young player. You were incredibly disrespectful to him last year. And uh, it's finally started to come together for him. Two assists in the last two games, a goal before that. He's starting to add the end product to the potential. So, yeah, good player. I've always liked him, though. You were just rude for no it was reason. It's too easy. It's just too easy. His name you were just rude. Honestly, you know what's worse? You know, you know what, what really came down to? I feel like if his name was Vinicius, you would not have said anything about him. It's the fact that there was a junior attached to his yeah. name that you're like, yeah, I'm going to call him Junior for the rest of the season. Yeah, That's junior. what happened. Junior, what is... And I, I used to always mock him while he was playing, like on Adria Madrid, he would do something stupid. And I'd message, I'd watch up someone be like, Junior is at it again. Junior, so junior, where is junior in the stands? Junior, so I, I thought I kind of won, but hey, he's a, he's a really he's a top class football player this year. And um, shout out to Vinicius, he looks really really good. I'm actually excited to watch him play, but yep. yeah, I have, to, I have to do that. I can't, as I say, we can't really make any predictions until we see the lineups, but. I just know that Rip, I just know Messi needs to score, else I'm going to be in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That it's going to be an interesting game. It's the premier game of the round, so hopefully it's good. But uh, I'm I'm leaning towards PSG as of right now. All right, Stefan, catch up with you next week. Peace.